in this situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner. The first domino has fallen in what I believe will be an entire bunch of dominoes when it comes to players in Major League Baseball not wanting to play in the city of New York. This has been my narrative for a couple years, and my biggest comparison was the issue that the New York Knicks had several years ago where they couldn't get a star player to want to play in New York City. And a lot of it has to do with the media, the fans, both of whom believe that they're so much superior than anybody else in the country. But in addition, they give themselves you know, this entitlement, this feeling that they could act the way that they want. And what Jacob deGrom did by signing with the Texas Rangers is he proved that, hey, there's money all over the sport of baseball. You don't have to play in New York to get paid. And you could probably go to a place like Texas and not have to hear all the bullshit from the fans, not have to hear all the bullshit from the media, as New York puts itself in this uh, unbelievable like landscape of being so superior to everywhere else in the country. Players don't want to play there. And the fans, they don't feel like they have to ever be held accountable. The media feels like they can go out there and say whatever they want. But what is happening as we speak is the fans and the media are forcing players that should finish their careers with a respective New York sports team's team to seek other employment. And I'll tell you, I'd be really concerned if I'm a fan of the New York Yankees right now because the most logical thing seems to be Aaron Judge re-signing with the Yankees. Just work it out. Come up with a, a, a large figure that will represent the highest average annual value in regards to contract. Make it the most money guaranteed over the course of a new free agent deal and just get it done. You know, but it's funny, you hear on this other side, oh, well, he could wear the C on his shirt. He could be a New York icon. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. And I, and I find it hilarious that there's actually people in the media that still believe that. They still believe that it means something to Jacob DeGrom to be a Met. He's a professional baseball player. What have you, the New York sports fan, done to make Jacob DeGrom feel like he wants to spend the rest of his career with the Mets as opposed to going anywhere else? What have you, the New York Yankee fan, done to make you think at any point that Aaron Judge is going to say, yeah, you know what, forget about the value of the contract. I don't care who gives me the most money, but I want to be a Yankee. That point of view does not exist anymore. It might have for Catfish Hunter and Reggie Jackson. It might have for a couple other players, let's say a David Wright or an Eli Manning, Mark Messier. When he was with the Rangers, he liked it there, but even he left. When it comes it comes down to this, though, the player doesn't care about playing in New York anymore. And if you're stuck with your own homer mentality, your, your blinders that you wear, that the only thing you look at things is through the landscape of being a New York sports fan or a member of the New York sports media, you're going to believe that the rest of the country does not exist. You're going to believe that there's no other good sports fans anywhere. In fact, you're going to believe that you're such good sports fans that your sports fan ability is so superior to that of anywhere else in the country. Guess what? Most other places don't treat the players the way New York sports fans do. 
Most players don't give up on Jacob DeGrom after he has a bad start in September against the Oakland Athletics. Most sports fans don't give up on Jacob DeGrom when he gives up a couple home runs in an important September game against the Atlanta Braves. Most sports fans don't turn their back on Jacob DeGrom the second they realize that he doesn't want to play for them. And you know what? Most sports fans throughout the country don't boo Aaron Judge after he hit 62 friggin' home runs last year. But once again, we're going to play this game of, oh, never touch the fans. Stay away from the fans. Don't ever go after the fans. Well, look at what's happening in New York City. You're seeing it right now. And maybe things get better. Maybe the Mets pivot and go on a free agent spending spree. Maybe the Yankees, even if they don't get Aaron Judge, they turn this into an exciting offseason. I believe there's money out there, and players are, in the end, going to take the most money. But this thought that there's, there's this exciting lure to New York City, there's this mecca mentality where players want to come from all over the country to be here, that does not exist anymore. It doesn't. There's just no way to back that up. If that's your argument, that argument is lost now. There is nobody out there that says, I don't care about anything else, I just want to play in New York. In fact, the only players that will say that will play, are players that end up signing the big contract for the most money that happens to become from a New York sports team. Which, by the way, they say that anywhere. They say that if they signed in Boston. They say that if they signed in Philadelphia or Miami or L.A. or Chicago or Detroit or Minnesota or friggin' uh, you know, Dick's Balls, Arkansas. Because they got the most money. And if you're a fan and you want to play this, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big banker, so I'm going to be the financial accountant for my favorite team, you might want to give that up too. Because in the end, the players are going to take the most money wherever it is. Nobody's going to do that anymore. Nobody's going to say, hey, I want to play in New York and I'm going to take less money. That's why I'd be concerned if I'm the New York Yankees, if I'm a New York Yankee fan, if I'm the New York media, if I love Aaron Judge and I perceive and picture Aaron Judge being the the focal point of the franchise of the New York Yankees over the course of the next decade, I'd be concerned because Brian Cashman is probably going to give him an offer and say, here, either take it or leave it because he believes that there's a tax that should be put on a player. The player's going to have to pay the tax in addition to the New York income tax, by the way, which you know Jacob DeGrom got himself so much more money because he ain't paying a state income tax in Houston or, I'm sorry, in uh, Texas with the Rangers. But you, you look at it, and it's it's so funny, because you know there's this mentality that is probably led by Brian Cashman in a way with the Yankees, that the Yankee brand, you know, means so much more to a player, and it doesn't. He almost lost Derek Jeter because of it. You know, in the end, I mean, these players that end up coming back, you know, it it wasn't that slam dunk of a decision. I can't name one player that says, hey, you know, really for the exception of Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner would have signed a contract with the Yankees for free if they gave it to him. Because he was that guy. Hey, I love being a Yankee. Well, not everybody's like that. The players in baseball are going to take the most money. And, and I believe it's going to get pretty close when you're looking, uh, whether it's Aaron Judge, whether it's some of the other free agents that the Mets have, Brandon Nimmo, Chris Bassett, Taiwan Walker. They're going to take the most money wherever that is. And if it happens to be from a New York sports team, you know, you throw Jamison Tyon in the mix for the Yankees. Adam Adovino, Zach Britton, even Araldis Chapman. 
There's no loyalty among players anymore, and it really shouldn't have ever been. I was never big on uh, the need for players to be loyal in a specific city with a specific team. That's what happened with with the well, that was the resulting factor of the Peter Seitz decision of 1975, when the reserve clause was finally got rid of, which really is baseball's equivalent to indentured servitude or slavery, if you wanted to call it that. Now you want to bring it up and say, "Oh man, you know, use the word slavery." You can't. Whatever. I, I don't even care anymore. The bottom line is, you know, baseball players were treated like shit up until the emergence of free agency, and because of that, the pendulum swung in the opposite direction. And because of that, there is no loyalty to any given team. And you talk about some of the greats to ever play baseball, whether it's Ty Cobb or Ted Williams or you want to say at a modern-day level, a Cal Ripken or a Derek Jeter, I would bet if those players played today in a year of 2022 going into 2023 and they had a chance at free agency and they knew that it wasn't just their own teams that were in the market to sign them, the real free agency, you know, that you know thought of Stan Musial playing you know every game from, what, 19... Uh, 40 whatever to 1963 it's not going to happen anymore and if either one of the New York teams really cares about any of these individual players in regards to wanting to sign them they better go out there and make sure they have the biggest offer for the most years and the most amount of money baseball hall of fame veterans committee is about to make a decision I wanted to get this in because this is the last show I'll probably do before that announcement. And I got to admit, out of the eight candidates that are on the list amongst the the players that were put on this vote, I really truly believe that all of them could be Hall of Famers. I really over-the-top believe that six of them belong in a Hall of Fame and should have been in there already. And I'm going to look at this really kind of in two-tier. What do I want to see when it comes to the Hall of Fame? And then the second element is going to be what is actually going to happen. And we'll see if I'm right. The decision will come Sunday night. This will be the first time in about seven years or so. I won't be down at the baseball winter meetings. They're in San Diego this year. I'm curious to see what ends up happening. I want to see Barry Bonds in there. I want to see Roger Clemens and I want to see Rafael Palmeiro because those are three of the greatest baseball players to ever play in baseball. And you, you want to make the list, hey, the top 20, the top 50, whatever. Uh, I promise you that whatever list that you put them in, the other remaining whatever seven are all going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. If you say top 20, the other 17 are Hall of Famers. If you say top 50, the other 47 are Hall of Famers. If you say top 100, the other 97 are going to be Hall of Famers. And it's hard to imagine a Hall of Fame and Museum, which is set to honor the greatest players that ever played in baseball history, to go to political route and decide to exclude players based off of things that they decide the players should or shouldn't have done. A Hall of Fame that has got Cap Anson in it. A Hall of Fame that has Kennesaw Mountain Landis in it. Two of the most disgusting pieces of shit that ever played in presided over baseball in 150 years of its history. If they're Hall of Famers, then I think the gloves are off. There's no holding back players because of this or that, 
Pete Rose should be in, Barry Bonds should be in, Roger Clemens should be in, and Rafael Palmaro should be in. They won't be. Hopefully they get in soon. I think it will be a, a, an awesome thing for baseball, which I would promise you this. I'll promise you if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens get in the Hall of Fame on his veteran committee vote, I will make sure I hook up my microphone and go to town about how, how this is the greatest day in the history of baseball. How the Baseball Writers Association of America could shut its door because what they say don't mean squat. I don't think it's going to happen, though. But what I think will happen is I think we'll finally see two great careers be honored in Cooperstown next year. And that's going to be Kurt Schilling and Fred McGriff. You could go back to the archives of Christmas past when it comes to the PBS and you could hear my discussions about how great Fred McGriff was. 493 home runs. That was the same as Lou Gehrig. Maybe he doesn't identify as a member of any team because he bounced around from the Blue Jays to the Padres to the Braves and, of course, played for teams like Chicago and Tampa Bay to finish out his career. Did he, if he got those seven home runs... There's no ties to steroids, so the political bullshit that uh, the writers and the fans want to throw in there to hold players back that uh, accomplished enough to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame aren't held against Fred McGriff. This is his time. He has a, he has a chance right now where he's judged. You tell me that 12 of the 16 voters aren't going to have Fred McGriff's name on there. I'd be shocked. And the other one is Schilling. Schilling was one of the top five, in my opinion, greatest postseason pitchers to ever pitch in a sport. He was everything Jack Morris was. He was everything Bob Gibson was. And you could talk about some of the other iconic postseason pitchers that exist in a sport. And it's hard to get through too many and not mention Kurt Schilling's name. You want to talk about the most dominant? You, know, you could talk about guys like Greg Maddox and Randy Johnson and oh by the way Roger Clemens who should be in a freaking Hall of Fame. But like I said I'm not going to blow a gasket over that today. Schilling belongs. And Schilling's reason of being excluded from the Baseball Hall of Fame is sillier than even the steroids. Sillier than either the gambling. Sillier than the other side of racists like Cap Anson and Kennesaw Mountain Landis getting in and being honored amongst some of the best to ever be part of the sport. Just like a hypocrite like Bud Selig who was the reason and certainly enabled the use of performance-enhancing drugs over the majority of the time he was the commissioner. He's in a Hall of Fame. It's time to put those that belong in it. And you look at Schilling, and I just laugh about this, because this has nothing to do with even baseball. The baseball writers have said, hey, if you don't like us, we're not going to vote for you. And what kind, of, what, what kind of message does that send? You really going to give the baseball writers that much power? Like I said, you want to take a shot and say F you to the power that exists amongst the baseball writers when it comes to the Hall of Fame vote? Do the right thing and put Bonds and Clemens in the, a year after through the Veterans Committee. Because that's where they belong. And I'll tell you, I will be friggin' jumping through hoops to do a show Sunday night after that announcement, if that's the case. But I want to spend a couple minutes on Schilling because the reason that he is not a Hall of Famer is because he doesn't like the baseball writers. <laughs> you, 
you don't like the baseball writers, that means that you don't belong in a Hall of Fame. I want to hear some idiot, and I don't care what your name is, try to explain that to me and why that makes sense. Get me a BBWA writer on the other side of the line right now. And let me ask him. Because he doesn't like you, that means you're not going to vote for him for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is that what you're there to judge? Is that along, along the line of criteria when it comes to judging a Hall of Famer? Their numbers, their impact on the game, what they meant to baseball while you're judging all-star appearances and MVPs and postseason numbers. Where on the list does it say, if he likes you, he has to like you to get your vote? Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer, and I hope we, we can finally stop having this discussion after this Sunday. So I'm, I'm going to kind of bookend this show. We talked a little bit about New York sports, the Mets, the Yankees, players, probably proving right before our eyes that there's nothing about the NY logo. There's nothing about the bright lights of New York City. There's nothing about Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty and you know the quote-unquote greatest city on, on the world in the world, judged by the greatest fans in the world, said by the people that happen to live and be part of New York. Let me guess. Yeah, John, they're a little bit biased in their opinion. But I'm looking at the next couple weeks when it comes to free agency, and I'm pretty sure that the Mets, I think they're going to pivot. You know, their owner is looking to spend. He's going to set a record for the highest payroll in regards to baseball this year. Does that mean he goes out there on a on a spending spree like he did after Steven Matz went to the Cardinals last year? Um, is he going to get Verlander and Rodon? Is he going to get Turner and Nimmo? And then from the Yankees, what happens if that domino falls and Aaron Judge ends up signing somewhere else? There's more money out there in baseball. It's not just the Yankees that happen to own it. If Judge signs a free agent contract with somebody else, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Interesting to see where did the Yankees splurge. Because I'm sure they were okay with 40 plus million for Aaron Judge over whatever terms of the contract and probably uh, you know, put together a number of offers that Aaron Judge could very well take and be comfortable and happy with. Is there somebody that's going to offer him more? And if that happens, I think that's where Aaron Judge is going to end up. When we do the next PBS, whatever day it happens to be, I'm looking forward to talking uh, about the results of this Veterans Committee vote. I would love to be talking about Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens being Hall of Famers because they are Hall of Fame players. Um, would certainly settle because I understand the way things are in politics and biasness and you know a bunch of bullshit that's involved that has nothing to do with baseball. I'll settle for Schilling and McGriff because I think we're talking about two very deserving baseball Hall of Famers that just... The only issue they have is they're not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll be back with you soon. Like I said, there's going to be a lot going on in free agency. In college football, looks like we're about to have our Final Four. Let's see if it's anything other than Ohio State. I don't have the TCU score at this moment, but we'll get ready for that. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? 
I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. And only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude to play, and a dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside to hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs, decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right, better give him a contract extension. You damn well right, better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.